We're back with some more college basketball action here for Thursday, March 23rd. March Madness rolls on the Sweet 16. Four great matchups going on today, so let's jump right into it. Now we start out from Madison Square Garden in the East region as Michigan State takes on Kansas State. Michigan State comes into this game as the 29th overall team in the high tippet power ranking. Kansas State is the 36th overall team. And, you know, obviously Michigan State has looked very, very good in this tournament. Dominated Marquette um, in that game on Sunday and, and really looked good against USC in the first round as well. Tom Izzo, truly a coach who can get everything going come March. But Kansas State's a, a team that, you know, had struggles on the road in big 12 play for sure but overall had a great season and in coming to this game you know have looked great in the tournament um you know had chances for kentucky to, to get back into the game on sunday ultimately though end up winning that one looked great against montana state in the first round and you know no small part to just how well keontae johnson and more importantly noel have played here in the tournament both of them have been outstanding scores and offensively speaking kansas state has just been a good shooting team all season long with the combination of the two of them a 51.8 effective field goal percentage and hitting 33.6 percent from beyond the arc but michigan state is also a very good shooting team and has some good shot scores of their own a 51.4 effective field goal percentage and they've been very good from the perimeter hitting 38.7 percent from there obviously tyson walker uh, has been the star of the show for michigan state this season 14.8 points per game hauser um, a star player as well offensively speaking two teams that are fairly even i think the advantage in this game and i think the reason um i like kansas state so much in this matchup is on the defensive side of things the kansas state defense has played very very well don't get me wrong michigan state has as well um for kansas state giving up only a 47.5 effective field goal percentage michigan state a 48.1 kansas state also holding their opponents to 29.7 percent from beyond the arc michigan state struggling a bit more they are giving up 31.9 but really the key for kansas state in this game is going to be to push tempo and rely on johnson and noel to just score points I mean, they're the 41st fastest team in the entire nation while Michigan State playing a much slower style, the 302nd slowest team in the country. And if Kansas State can rely on that and have, you know, success shooting the basketball, much like they did in the first two rounds, there's absolutely no doubt in my mind that this Kansas State team can't win this game um, and advance to the Elite Eight. I'm taking them money line plus 110 here against Michigan State. Now we head out to Las Vegas for this West region matchup between Arkansas and UConn. Arkansas comes into this game as the 13th overall team in the hot tip at power ranking. UConn is the 11th overall team. And, you know, obviously Eric Musselman has shown us over the past few seasons that he can get this Razorbacks team to show up in March. Obviously a huge win over Kansas, taking down the one seed last Saturday, a very impressive performance from this Arkansas team. And with a win in this game, you know, three straight elite eights appearances for this team um albeit even going to the sweet 16 here advancing to the second weekend three years in a row an impressive feat for this arkansas team and it's certainly not going to be an easy task to win this game because uconn has been red hot as well um, well they struggled a bit in the first halves against uconn and st mary's and were able to keep it close but nothing impressive they really just came out of the second half made some adjustments and absolutely dominated offensively speaking um we're just flat out the better teams and that's kind of what uconn has done well all season is just dominate on the offensive side of things and rely on that offense um to you know propel them and get them into good 
spots with third in offensive efficiency coming into this game while Arkansas is the 51st overall team and it really shows across the board UConn has been very very good on that side of the ball a 53.8 effective field goal percentage on the year they're hitting 36.2 percent from beyond the arc um, really just however you stack it up a great shooting team um, Sonoga has been a really really good score 17.3 points per game for UConn this season but Arkansas is not a terrible shooting team by any means a 51.4 effective field goal percentage has struggled a bit more from the perimeter only hitting 31.3 percent from three but Ricky Council the fourth um, a great score as well 16.1 points per game and on the defensive side of things it is two teams that stack up fairly nicely I mean UConn 14th in defensive efficiency Arkansas 15th in defensive efficiency UConn holding their opponents to a 45.4 effective field goal percentage while Arkansas giving up a 46.7 UConn also allowing 30.3 percent from beyond the arc Arkansas giving up 30.6 percent um, but really for UConn in this matchup similar to what we saw in Iona and St. Mary's is just rely on that defense to make some stops you know what pressure on those opposing shooters and ultimately rely on your own offense to score you points and it's not just the shooting for UConn that makes them so deadly on the offensive side of things their second chance opportunities are absolutely astounding I mean they're the number two team in the country when it comes to offensive rebounding pulling down 38.8 percent off the offensive last Arkansas not a terrible team 109th in the country pulling down 30.6 percent but certainly rebounding wise even on the defensive side of things it's an area that QCon is definitely going to have an advantage in this game and four points is certainly not the smallest spread to lay against an Arkansas team that has had so much tournament success the past two years but the way UConn was able to come out of halftime in both of their first two round matchups I think they can do the same here I think they can win this game pretty handily taking UConn minus four here against Arkansas now before we jump into the second half of today's show if you haven't already checked out the website head over to hottipbets.com we got college basketball nba nhl ufc and horse racing picks being posted up on the site every single day so make sure you take a look at all of that also follow the hot tip bets main account at hot tip bets on facebook instagram twitter to stay up to date with all the content being posted over there as well as my personal accounts at hot tip bets chris on instagram tiktok twitter to stay up to date with all the content that i am putting out and also on bet stamp where you can get early access to all of my picks and get a notification every single time that i place a bet and last but definitely not least if you're watching here on youtube hit that like button subscribe to the channel hit the bell notification so you don't miss out on any future uploads and most importantly drop a comment down below let me know who you guys are betting on here for night one of the sweet 16 and let's get into these last two games. Now we head back to the garden for this next game as Florida Atlantic takes on Tennessee. Florida Atlantic comes into this game as the 58th overall team in the hot spit power ranking. Tennessee is the sixth overall team. And, you know, really for this Florida Atlantic team, 33-3 and three overall this season, put on some great performances. Obviously got a little bit of luck in the first round to beat Memphis, but ultimately got the win in that game. Some wins over UAB this season. Um, you know, North Texas, really, as far as Conference USA goes, it was a Florida Atlantic team that was very, very good and didn't look terrible during the non-conference schedule as well. But obviously, Tennessee definitely more battle-tested playing in the SEC a strong win over Duke in their last game but Tennessee isn't without their own flaws and on the offensive side of things Florida Atlantic is going to have the advantage in this game I mean just purely shooting wise Florida Atlantic has certainly been the better team this season a 54.4 effective field goal percentage hitting 36.7 percent from beyond the arc I mean overall as a team have been very very good Janelle Davis has led the way for this FAU team with 13.9 points per game um, hard to argue that they've been a good team on the offensive side of things but Tennessee hasn't been terrible I mean certainly um, below average compared to their defense only a 50.2 effective field goal percentage only hitting 33 percent from beyond the arc 
But you can't talk about Tennessee without talking about that defense. Obviously, coming to this game, the number one team in the country in defensive efficiency, but Florida Atlantic isn't horrible, 34th coming into this game. Um, but the Tennessee shot defense is, is next level. I mean, it's the best in the country, and they put that on full display against Duke. I mean, if Tennessee can take your shooters out of the game, Tennessee is just going to run away with it. And that's exactly what we saw against Duke on Saturday for Tennessee, only giving up a 42.7 effective field goal percentage and only allowing 26.4% from beyond the arc. They actually have the number one three-point defense in the entire nation. But FAU isn't terribly far behind. They've had a strong shot defense as well, only giving up a 45.9 effective field goal percentage and 31.7% from beyond the arc. And really the key for FAU in this game is going to be to push tempo, get up and down the court, and rely on their shooters to find some holes in this Tennessee defense albeit that's way easier said than done but we saw some of the teams in the sec especially down um you know towards the end of the season be able to do that good shooting teams like missouri were able to find holes and, and poke holes in this tennessee team i think fau can certainly do that in this matchup is it going to be easy absolutely not but giving them five and a half points in this game i just think is too many for this matchup taking florida atlantic plus five and a half here against tennessee and we head back to Las Vegas for what is probably the most anticipated matchup here in the Sweet 16. We got Gonzaga taking on UCLA. Gonzaga comes into this game as the fourth overall team in the hot to power ranking. UCLA is the second overall team, certainly two teams who have played some very very good basketball this season and even though Gonzaga probably didn't get the as much credit as they had in years past you know with some of their non-conference laws after obviously um, the Loyola Marymount loss you throw in there as well. It's still a Gonzaga team that is very, very dangerous, and they've put that on full display here in the tournament. I mean, they come into this game as the number one team in the nation in offensive efficiency, um, UCLA the 21st overall team, and in purely just shooting the ball, Gonzaga has done about as well of a job as anyone can. A 58.3 effective field goal percentage, hitting 38.4% from beyond the arc. Drew Timmy is an absolute monster for this team. Once again, 21.1 points per game. Hard to argue what Gonzaga has done offensively. And we saw it against TCU. We saw it against Grand Canyon. If they can just shoot shots and, and get a lead and continue to run with the game, it is a very, very hard team to slow down. But UCLA hasn't been a bad shooting team either. A 51.2 effective field goal percentage and hitting 34.8% from beyond the arc um Hawkins has been a strong score for them as well with 17.5 points per game obviously throw tyler campbell in there as well and you know it's a it's a ucla team that's ultimately dealing with some injuries obviously jalen clark being out doesn't help this team um but they looked pretty good against UNC. they look great against unc Asheville. um struggled a little bit more against northwestern but ultimately struggle is not the right word for that game at all um maybe just you know fell back down to earth a little bit after the Asheville dominance um but nonetheless a ucla team that has looked very very good in the tournament and really the advantage for UCLA in this game is going to be on the defensive side of things because if they can just play even an ounce of defense against these Gonzaga shooters, I think they're going to be at a huge advantage in this match. I mean, UCLA is the second overall team in defensive efficiency while Gonzaga is the 75th overall team. I mean, truly, the Gonzaga defense has kind of just been non-existent this season and to a certain extent, it's worked for them. They're just like, yeah, we're just going to go out shoot you and it, it works, but it's a UCLA team that I don't know if that's going to work against. I mean, UCLA has one of the top shot defenses in the nation, holding their opponents to a 46.5 effective field goal percentage while Gonzaga is giving up a 51.7. UCLA also only allowing 31% from beyond the arc while Gonzaga giving up 35.1%. Not to mention, it's a UCLA team that has been dominant in the turnover department on both sides of the basketball, forcing turnovers on 23.4% of their opponent's possessions. Gonzaga only forcing turnovers on 18.3% of theirs. Offensively, they've both been strong. UCLA turning it over on 15.1% of their own possessions. Gonzaga 147 But 
as good as Gonzaga has looked in the tournament and as good as you know, Gonzaga always looks in the tournament, it's a UCLA defense that I think they're going to have a lot, a lot of trouble with. I just don't know um, that they're going to be able to keep up with it and just going to be able to outpace UCLA for this entire game. I think that way UCLA plays on the defensive side of the ball is ultimately just going to be too much for this team. I think they're able to slow them down. Um, and ultimately, I think UCLA prevails in this one, taking them minus one and a half here against Gonzaga.